0: Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in him. I'm Chris Sasser and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall and Chris Sasser and we are having part two of a conversation that we started last time talking about living life with no condemnation. And it comes from originally, uh, Romans chapter eight verse one that says this, there is, therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gave life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And Troy, we're really talking about wanting to live in that freedom uh, that sets us free from the law of sin and death, so maybe give uh, people who didn't have a chance to listen last time just a little bit of a recap of what we talked about last time.
1: Yeah, last time we talked talked about for the um, for the believer, there is no condemnation, and we addressed a little bit of you know what about the unbeliever, and in, inside that same passage in Romans, you'll see where um, the unbeliever is condemned not because of their sin, but because of. What they haven't done yet, or allowed to be done, in the sense of receiving Jesus to take that away, and even for the believer, you know, our condemnation there is none, not because we don't sin; we still struggle in this life, but because of what Jesus did once and for all. So this is something that, you know, I think everyone can reckon with, and you know, do an examination, you know, of where they stand with Christ as a believer or an unbeliever. Um, but this isn't just ultimately about the sins; it's what what do you do with the one that can take it away and so for those that put their trust in Jesus he takes it away once and for all we still struggle but there is no condemnation and we need to we need to live knowing that because because if we do not, if we don't we are going to end up feeling defeated with the sins that we still struggle with
0: yeah and one of the things that i know um kind of plays into this is that you just said live feeling defeated yeah and it seems like you know, and I'm sure you you encounter this in the counseling room all the time. It, it feels like, in general, in life, a lot of us are feeling like just we're living life defeated. Maybe talk a little bit more about sort of how, kind of living life defeated, and the condemnation that we feel. How's all of that sort of playing together in our mental health and our spiritual health nowadays?
1: That's good. And I would go back to the the session that before this one, uh, because I do address a process I believe that keeps us from. Um, that happening and it has to do with you know the verse that talks about us confessing and he's faithful to forgive and cleanse but i believe that part partially you know i chris i was thinking some about this issue where i think now in our day and age over the last few years all that's happening. I'm watching people suffer more and more and more from so many losses in life, and I think those losses look differently. They are sometimes there's financial loss, there's job losses, there's loss of of people that they, that we've loved, there's illnesses that we're struggling with. There's there's just this heaviness, and I think inside of that, it's like the wearing down of the saints and i think in that worn down state or in that process it's a it's a it makes us vulnerable to the voices that we talked about in the last uh episode and in that vulnerability we get easily discouraged and become a target i believe all the more so to either hear those voices of old that we've not done business with um self-condemning voices or to hear you know, the voice of the enemy directly at us and, and, or the society we live in of sending us messages that are false, but, and condemning just simply because we are discouraged in this life.
0: And it's so funny as you say that, you know, so many people have talked about how hard the last number of years have been. And, and that is so true in so many different ways, but the way that you just said it kind of caught my attention in a way that I haven't heard it before, but when you said it's just the wearing down of the saints. Yeah. And that's just a really... Interesting way to think about what's happened over the last number of years because mm. everybody's been worn down. Yeah. But the wearing down of the saints probably removes some salt and light. It probably removes some hope. It removes yeah. some you know a lot of things that that our society really needs. Yeah. Right good. now, when I mean, I know just when I'm tired, when I'm discouraged, when I hear others kind of in mm. the church and in ministry who are the same, man, there's just a big sort of void in what the gospel and the hope of Jesus can and does bring to the world yeah. that, that just sort of um, I'm sure gets filled up with you know all the worldly and other stuff. But the wearing down of the saints is such an interesting way to think about it because I think yeah. you're right on the money there.
1: Yeah. That's, but so much of what you just said is so good. Um, it takes our hope away. Yeah. And we are in, in a time where I think that's happening. Um, and so I, again, and you, all of us are going to be more vulnerable to feeling discouraged, which I think makes us more vulnerable to that self-condemning or the enemy's voice or society's voice towards us, we mm-hmm. have we have little less strength to fight with. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some imp- important things to do that can kind of help that. Yeah, um, one of the things that just came to my mind is just the importance of of worshiping and um, you know, how, however that happens for you. And I think. That can be in a corporate setting, but I think it shouldn't just be limited to that. I believe that actually worshiping is is uttering truth, even though you may not be feeling it. And I think, you know, let's say through song, and song sometimes moves emotions. And so I think you're more a part of that, even just in that process. Um, I believe that 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 process puts truth uttered out of you. And here's the thing, even if you find yourself saying things maybe it's reading scripture or whatever that you don't that you're not you're not experiencing literally um and f- still feel discouraged i would say say them anyway and uh there's the old saying of fake it till you make yeah, it and right. i'm not for a hypocritical lifestyle right exactly <laughs> but at the same time i do believe that you know this is true whether or not i feel it or not and i'm going to say it and i'm going to say it and i'm going to say it because it's true And I think sometimes in that process, we actually start to feel it and we believe it a little more. I think while the saints are worn down, we're going to have to utter those words of truth, even when we don't feel them. And they need to come out loud. And I think part of the reason they need to come out loud, like out of our thoughts, into our lips, out of the lips, is because I believe if we do have an enemy, going back to the last session, and he is there to condemn us, he lives out here in front of us. He doesn't live inside of us, Mm -hmm. the believer, and so he lives out here, and I think we need to Utter out here and actually do what's right in scripture, this is not some cuckoo stuff yeah right it's right in scripture. How do we know the stories of all the fighting that was done with the enemy because it took place in a real place for them literally, and then they told us about it mm-hmm. and so why would we think we're exempt from this we're not
0: yeah, and part of what i what I think too is um, just when Paul talks about is when I am weak is when he is strong, yeah, and so how can we as believers in this sort of phase of, of history that we're in, mm. where we feel like sort of the, we're kind of being worn down as believers. Um, may, maybe we had kind of a false sense of hope before this to where we felt like we could do it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of back to what we talked about last time, where sometimes we feel like we can fix it, we can clean it up, yeah. and we don't necessarily rely on God so much. And maybe kind of this is a good season mm. in some ways for us to be able to say, okay, we, we We cannot handle this emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in every way, shape, or form. We're weak, and so we need to allow God to be strong through us. And and kind of you talking about worship and saying it out loud really kind of made me think, okay, this this is a moment when I feel defeated, when I feel weak, when I feel tired. Mm. It's a moment for Jesus to really live through me. And he's going to be stronger than I could be with (laughs) on my own. That's so
1: good. So good. And you know, you made me think of something that happened last week. Um, and again, one of the tools I think also the, maybe even the primary tool is, is what is truth. Truth is found in the word. So there was a time last week where a a few things have happened in my, my life where, um, and in our, the, the work that I do where I was feeling like what in the world, like what is up? And, and just questioning God and wondering and i I was just like god you know is is this part of our life done and over with, and what do i what does this mean and there was a sense of discouragement and and loss and and immediately in my mind, and I think it was I know it was from the Holy Spirit, the verse that went across my mind that you know, that God is faithful to those that he called according to his name. And in that, I like, Oh, wait a minute. God can't not be faithful. Mm -hmm. That's his character. So his, his truth, his faithfulness is still going to be good for my good. And that in that moment, I'm like, what am I so discouraged about because of these things happening, this adversity and those adversities, the, the things in life that take us down and hurt and are discouraging and the losses of life, they're going to happen. And I think when you said, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how you phrased it, but like, you know, a few years ago where we just kind of living without that, since perhaps maybe we weren't in adversity, right? but you look at adversity and you go, well, that's what it does is it has to bring out what's true. Yeah. So we may have to go back to what we've always said we believe. And now we have to applicate it to the difficulties of what we're going through. And so it's going after the word of God and, and using it like never before. So when you ask like, what can we do? <laughs> I think we have to put our money where our mouth is. We have to start doing what we've always said we believe. Yeah. And it's not as easy. It's easier for me to sit on this podcast and talk it is so much more difficult to actually do this stuff yeah and yet god gives us this right here to do it
0: and i've heard you say this on on a couple of other episodes about how we are living in a time where we've got to, to be able to activate on what we've said we believe for a long time maybe more than we have yeah throughout other times, at least in, in our lives. So yeah, yeah so much more to talk about with this. Well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and talk more about how we can live feeling no condemnation. You are listening to a voice of hope.
2: Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair. And it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together.
0: Welcome back to A Voice of Hope. I'm Chris Sasser along with Troy Peverall. We're talking today about uh, living a life feeling no condemnation as a believer. And so, Troy, I know that we talked about this a little bit last time, but there are a lot of places that accusations come at us as believers to where we feel condemnation. So maybe talk a little bit about some of those places.
1: The first one, again, I I go back to you know behind all people, behind all societies, there is there is a, pre, a real present enemy at work so ultimately i believe that you know all of evil and the condemning voices come and originate from what the scriptures call him which is the accuser of the brethren so he has a, we all have a target if as a believer and that is to be accused by by satan himself now i haven't heard him literally and i don't want to <laughs> but i do believe that he is present at any time and i can't see at times. I don't think he's present everywhere, but I think he's around us and I think he does accuse us. And so I think we have a real adversary that we have to, we have to learn how to fight and we have to learn how to resist. And it's difficult when we're already discouraged and feel you know, condemned. But I think we need to recognize that in those condemning voices or thoughts in our mind, we need to, to, to know sometimes this is not us, Sometimes it's literally him around us, and one of the ways I, I try to remember something here, and it's it could, I, you know this is not going you're not going to find this necessarily in the scriptures. It's just something that I've kind of grown through in in the counseling years. Sometimes there's a difference in the words. You're stupid versus I'm stupid. When I have the thoughts, I'm stupid. I tend to think that's the self-condemning voice. When I have the thought, you're stupid, it kind of alerts me that, wait a minute, who's, who's saying yeah, that? Yeah, right, who's, who's saying that to me? Right, and I mm-hmm. think sometimes that's, that may actually be the enemy's presence. So for whatever worth that is to anyone listening to it, I would need to attack the right one or do with it the right one. If the enemy is actually trying to condemn me, I need to stand up as Jesus did, quote scriptures out loud, pray like crazy, and, and command his spirit to get away from me in Jesus' name. And I think that's a real fighting the enemy, and I think believers need to start doing that mm-hmm. more and more if you're not already. The second one of, you, you know, I'm stupid, sometimes comes from the culmination of, of the enemy as well as all the messages and the tools that he's used, which are other people, which brings us to the second one, and that is, and the third one, the self condemning voices that I believe come in part from throughout the years and histories of our own sin and how we were hurt and wounded in life uh, by people that loved us and people that didn't love us. And so I think we need to reckon with that. And then last one is just others in society. Um, And I look at society and I think, okay, even present day, um, there's a lot of attention to, narratives that people feel, uh, and this word wokeness, sometimes I have to go and look it up exactly what what it is. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Right. But I think there's just this collective, and I think the enemy is behind it, this collective intention to get people to choose or be on a side, so to speak, when it comes to politics, or to get people to conform. When we look at those two things and you go, okay, both of those are not okay for the believer to to pick a side mm-hmm. and to conform. We have wor- the word that teaches us what we're not supposed to do. Do that. not conform <laughs> right. to the
0: patterns of this world. Right. And yeah. so
1: that means that, okay, if I'm going to just acquiesce to that condemning voice without either the, the knowledge of it happening or I'm just going to begin to build my own narrative and pick a side, then I'm going against what God would tell me which I think makes me more vulnerable to that condemning voice of society. Mm -hmm. So we as the believers are not, literally, as the word teaches, of this world. This is not our home. So I need to think like Jesus, have his mind. And even though I know I wrestle with that, and I do have leanings of political beliefs and leanings of what's what should or shouldn't be, but I have to surrender that because there's God sees I do not. I have limited vision, and I, I believe certain things, and I want to be passionate about them, but I don't want to succumb to them in the way in which it takes the throne instead of Jesus being on the throne. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that society will condemn us, and I believe if we go down that path, of, you know, conforming to anything of this world, I think we will suffer the consequences. So Satan, self and society.
0: Wow, that's so good. And part of what what I'm thinking here, just as you talk about society, as you talk about, you know, uh, things that that kind of the voices that we hear from our past, I kind of I have to put on my mm-hmm. pastor and parenting hat just for a moment because I do feel like this is maybe a warning, if you will, to parents. Like if you have kids in your home, you have to realize that they are hearing condemning voices yeah. and, and, and some of the things that maybe you as an adult struggle with because of your past, your kids are sort of experiencing now. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, it is super important to remind myself as a parent and to remind other parents that, that we have got to make sure we are not a condemning voice in our kids' lives. Yeah. I know because, it, because I mean, we can be a correcting voice, but that's different yeah. than be being a condemning voice. And I think it's uh, sometimes a really fine line mm. and just in, in working with so many kind of teenagers and young adults, I just know that they feel the condemning voice from themselves. They feel it from their teachers. They feel it from their coaches. They feel it from the pressure that they feel in society. And so, In some ways, I would kind of implore parents that your home needs to be a safe place where there aren't condemning voices.
1: So, what do you do? Like when you think about that, because I think you're you're dead on. Like, why why do parents, myself including, why is it that we would get to a place? What's happening where we would send that message that's of condemnation when we really, in retrospect, didn't want to do that?
0: I think it's sort of the 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 way that society pushes us as parents to lead our kids to a certain type of success, mm. and that type of success, and the way I often describe it is, it's kind of the the quote unquote American dream, mm. to where what we believe is our kids need to get mm. the best grades and be on the right, you know, travel team mm. in the right sports, have you know good friends that get them kind of along their journey to where they're, they're getting in the right college and making enough money and marrying the right person and having the, you know, the kids and kind of having the quote unquote successful life. Wow. That drives us to, to at times push our kids in that direction, maybe a little harder than I wonder if we should, <laughs> because that can cross over into condemning them when they don't live up to that Yeah, and putting kind of a subtle pressure on them <laughs> to live up to that. And yeah. so I, I think, you know, um, we just feel like we're, we're trying to help them be successful. And, and if, yeah. if there's a relational and a, uh, and a cost in that we're okay. Right. And I know that that's true and there has to be at some level, but I do wonder if sometimes we just go, go overboard with that.
1: You know, it's good. Uh, the other thing I think about that I hear a lot, um, I think it goes back to just people are so we're, we're carrying so much more stress mm-hmm. And from stress, you know, and in our own stress, we're parenting with little reserves. We're parenting from a place of, I don't have much. Get away from me. Yeah. You know, figure it out. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, the message there is, you know, is normal, um, but not necessarily good. But again, the kid could walk away with some kind of interpretation. Yeah. You know, and so what do you do then? This goes back to our last time where, okay. Okay, you did not mean to discourage your child because you love them, and I believe I know you love them. But if you did, even un- unintentionally, and you recognize that, what's the next thing to do? And I would just go back. It's like set the kid free from that condemning voice that maybe they, that the enemy took at that point. Yeah, and 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 put in his head. <laughs> yeah, and go and confess to your child why, because they need to be set free from that. That's right. And i just think okay our only part of that verse that we shared we mess up easy that's us and then we fess up that's us god then comes in and forgives and cleanses the cleansing part even inside of the family house is to sometimes clean up the mess that you made yeah you know so i just i'm like the stress that people are carrying included in my in our own life I think, again, as for the saints, it just seems like more than ever, we're parenting and we're living in relationships with just little mm-hmm. left. Yeah. And we're feeling discouraged. And again, I think that place leaves us more vulnerable for shame and false guilt and condemnation.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the ways that I've heard it said before is when we have a, a moment where maybe we have heaped condemnation on our kids. And you said, can it go Confessed to them, but it's just really restoring the relationship. Very good word. right? Restore the relationship with your kids in such a way that they recognize that you're you're living from a place of depletion yourself or whatever, um, and just try to like like I I want for all of us as believers to live in a place where we live with no condemnation. Like, yeah. what would that look like if your kids yeah. in your home felt no condemnation, and and you helped them even when they feel condemnation from the world? from the, the kind of the external sources that are exerting pressure on them, what if you could help them discern mm. how to live with no condemnation through all of that? Yeah. That, that, that There's probably a, a healthy pressure they can feel around school, a healthy pressure they can feel around sports if that's what they're into or whatever. But, but how can they feel a healthy pressure but yet not live under the condemnation of, of that pressure. That's
1: so good, Chris. And I, you just sitting here making me think that word restoration it's, it sometimes as an everyday thing inside yes, of relationships for sure. Like I need to do the right thing sometimes to, to bring restoration back. And as you were saying that I'm going, if, if your kid were to live and we lived inside of relationships like that, it makes us, I think more ready in this vulnerable world to resist because our home base is just so much stronger mm-hmm. and. The kids, the kids stop believing that condemning voice. That's right, because the voice has been restored, even when parents messed up.
0: Yeah, and another way that I've heard it said, kind of recently in the last couple of years, is uh, as a parent, and maybe this just isn't in parenting. Maybe this is just in any relationship in your home at all, um, like with a spouse or, or whatever. What if you just reduce the pressure at home?
1: yeah that's so so, so right? right I
0: mean I mean there's pressure everywhere yeah and 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 what if we could just reduce the pressure at home where home was a safe haven mm. for people and if we were able to reduce the pressure at home, then sort of the condemnation that maybe we we feel everywhere, everywhere else. else wouldn't be quite so heavy right um, because because it's not happening at home so man reduce you, the pressure you said right there that's so. good. okay any last minute thoughts for people um, especially believers being able to live in a life of no condemnation?
1: Uh, just when you hear those condemning voices, you know, pull out a piece of paper, write down what, what it is that you're thinking and hearing, um, and don't get wrapped up in which one of the two it is. <laughs> <laughs> just write it down. Ask yourself this question: Is this true, based upon what does God say? And if you need it, if you don't know, go find out. Don't leave God just out there in yeah, your own right. understanding. Right. I mean, God wants to speak; He wants to teach. So ask yourself, is, is it true? And then write down what is true to counter that condemning voice. And then I would say train yourself to begin believing and thinking what is true so that you'll have something to counteract those condemning voices. Yeah,
0: that's great. I'll read this scripture as we close up. Finally, brothers and sisters, this is Philippians 4, eight. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's the truth that Troy is talking about right there. Well, hopefully uh, these couple of episodes have been uh, helpful for you in kind of thinking through how you can live a life of no condemnation. Don't forget, if you want more information, you can always go to mi1.net. Thanks today for listening to A Voice of Hope.